Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What is up, everyone? And welcome into ADZ Sports Dallas Primetime. I am your host. Mauricio Rodriguez, streaming with you live every Sunday through Thursday night at 8 p.m. Central here on Dallas On Demand Sports Talk Network. With a lot more content coming your way, make sure that you check out a2zsports.com slash Dallas. And as always, remember that primetime is brought to you by our friends over at FreemanMazda.net. We will talk more about them and the ride of the week in a few moments here on the show. But before we do any of that, though, what is up, everyone? Welcome into the show. I'm excited. I'm excited. And we do have to talk a lot about what was said, what we learned during this first, not for first OTAs day, because it was not the first, but it was the first time that we got to listen to Mike McCarthy's press conference. We got to see some reports out of practice from the insiders that are in there watching it happen. And I thought that it was a pretty fun Thursday. Overall, a lot to say. And I think that maybe let's just start with the fact that A, yes, Katharina, I did charge the battery for the camera. But two, uh, but B, uh, I wanted to start by saying that Mike McCarthy did note that we're not getting competitive drills in OTAs this time around in Cowboys OTAs. Uh, essentially, the Cowboys have been fined in back-to-back years because of violations for the OTAs. They're not the only team that has dealt with some issues when it comes to this particular phase of the offseason. So the Cowboys decided, you know what, we're going we're gonna to stick away. We're going to stay away from that. We're just going to keep it light. And they're going through installs, which is essentially learning the concepts, learning the offense, learning the defense, and installing what they're going to do in the season. How big of a deal is that? I don't think that it is a huge deal. Uh, Here, even on primetime, we talked before OTAs about how many of these battles are really training camp battles. And OTAs, if anything, they tell us about what the team is thinking at this particular stage of the offseason? Who are they looking at each position? And maybe later we will learn about other things. But for now, it's about what the coaches think, at least to start the offseason off. And then on training camp, when the pads come on, when helmets and shoulders are clashing in the summer days, then the the battles are, are being decided. But in the meantime, not really. Uh, tonight, we'll dive into some of the stuff that was said that by McCarthy during the press conference. We'll dive into one re- particular, I don't want to say report because that might be too strong of a word, but I want to talk about one observation from Dallas Morning News insider Michael Gelkin, in my opinion, one of the best insiders that there is when it comes to Dallas Cowboys stuff. 
he had a particular observation that I'm very intrigued by when it comes to this opening week of OTAs. That being said, though, let me say hi really quickly in the chat. We've got Toxic Tom. We've got Gilbert. We've got Gregory as well. Uh, shout out to who else is around these parts. I think I think I think I missed somebody in there. Sorry about that. But anyways, welcome everyone who's watching through Facebook, who is watching to YouTube. We also got uh, Olamide. Thank you for being here. I hope that I didn't butcher that pronunciation. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but welcome into the show. Anyways, let's start. Let's start with the Tyron Smith thing. We talked about this earlier in the week. We talked about it yesterday, even. But we just don't know what the plan is for offensive line. Now, the Cowboys are going to change it up. They're going to explore certain variations. That's what Mike McCarthy said in the press conference today. He talked about a position flex being critical for the Cowboys. And he mentioned just overall, the Cowboys maybe are not precisely set on what their combination is going to be when the season starts. However, Michael Gelkin from Dallas Morning News and just tying it every uh, tying everything together, it does sound like there might be an initial plan for Dallas because Mike McCarthy talked about continuity. He talked about that being very important for them, and maybe that's why they're looking at all of these potential combinations so they can go through various scenarios at this stage of the offseason. And then when the season starts, they're able to easily adapt. And they do have many players that can play both guard. They can play tackle. But, you know, ideally, and Mike McCarthy said it himself, you have some continuation, uh, so some continuity, excuse me, even from May, even from June, July, even before training camp. And Michael Gelkin tweeted out after practice was over, and I quote, it would be a surprise if Tyron Smith is not the right tackle, assuming that he's healthy. Uh, that last part uh, was also added by Michael Gelkin. I will say it again. Michael Gelkin tweeted out, it would be a surprise if a healthy Tyron Smith does not start at right tackle. Do you like or dislike that decision if it is true? If it ends up being true, do you like or dislike the decision? Let me know in the chat. What do you think? And I will tell you what I think, but also why it might make sense from the Cowboys' point of view. You, you know how we roll here on Prime Time. We just don't stick to one take and pound the table with it. We like to look at the opposing view, if that makes sense. So let me know what you think in the chat. Do you like or dislike it? Toxic Tom right away says, I don't like any plan banking on Tyron Smith, period. Why? Because Toxic Tom says you cannot spell Tyron Smith without IR. Gregory essentially says that maybe he dislikes it because he's, ink, he's made of glass. And Katharina says that she dislikes it. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm, I'm not in love with it. I, I dislike it. That will be my answer. More than anything, not because of Tyron Smith's health necessarily. I just think the turn still is a better right tackle. A few weeks ago, we had this conversation here on Prime Time. It was even one of the Freeman Mazda stats of the week uh, that we discovered, you know, at least numerically. And I also think that the tape backs it up. Terrence Steele was a better run blocker. 
for the Cowboys at right tackle. And I do think that the Cowboys running game took a massive hit in 2022 when Steele got injured. And I also think that in pass pro, Tyrone Steele was not bad at all. Like uh, some people say that, oh, Tyron Smith is vastly better when it comes to pass pro at right tackle. And I don't see it. Maybe if we're talking about the blind side, yeah, sure. Tyron Smith is a better pass protector. But last year, Tyrone Steele and Tyron Smith were pretty much neck to neck, at least when you look at, for example, pressure rates allowed. And I know that that is a statistic and a percentage that might not tell the whole story. But as I said, I also think that the tape backs it up. I think that whoever watched those football games closely knows that Terence Steele was a pretty solid right tackle. So I, I'm not in love with the idea of banking on, on Tyron over Steele right away and running that risk when the season starts. That being said... And I did say we were we were going to dive into the opposing view as well. I see the logic behind it. If that is the case, because let's keep in mind, Michael Gelkin tweeted out that he, it would be a surprise for him. He's not tweeting out that Perry Source, the Cowboys plan to move on with Tyrant's mid-right tackle or anything like that. But I can tell you how you might get an idea if you're there watching practice. Yep, Tyrant still is not around at the moment. He is hurt. And that is a key element of this whole equation, but a key variable. But if you're watching practice and you're watching Matt Welletsko and Tyron Smith rotate at right tackle, and then Tyler Smith take every possible rep at left tackle, which I don't think will be the case. I think there will be a lot of rotation throughout OTAs. And you're also hearing some stuff. Maybe you can, you know, put two and two together and say, okay, Maybe the Cowboys are really planning for Tyron Smith to be the right tackle. Now, let's roll it. Let's rewind it a little bit back to Tyron Steele's injury. Patrick Walker was on the morning show today with uh, Will Steele. Shout out to them. They're doing a fantastic job with the scientific Met Hut segment. And I, I will say that, you know, one of the things that they were talking about was Tyron Steele's health. And Patrick Walker was saying, you know what, he might be ready for week one, but he does expect him to start training camp in PUP. Mike McCarthy said today that, you know, no turn steal for OTAs apparently. So clearly, he's going to be racing time a little bit, turn steal as we approach the regular season. We are not exactly sure if he's going to be ready or not by week one. And if he is ready, the Cowboys just saw that version of Michael Gallup early in the season that, and even throughout the entire season, that was not fully healthy, had not fully recovered from a late season injury. And you got to be concerned, at least somewhat concerned, about the timetable for Terrence Steele. And then we tie that together with the continuity factor that McCarthy mentioned in the press conference. And you can maybe see the logic for the Cowboys wanted to say, you know what? I value right tackle play more than I value left guard play. Whether it's right or wrong, I know that they carry different assignments. But maybe the Cowboys are more comfortable reinserting Terrence Steele at left guard. And then we're also tying this together 
to early in the offseason when the Cowboys revealed that they might look at Steele inside on the left side. Like, maybe the Cowboys are a little bit more comfortable saying, I will insert Steele in week one after training camp is in the books, after OTAs are in the books, and maybe even week one and week two are in the books and Steele is just rejoining the squad in an extreme case, let's say. I am more comfortable inserting him at left tackle than I am at left guard, excuse me, left guard, than I am at right tackle. I think that the process for everyone will be more com comfortable if, if we do it this way. If that is the logic, and I think it would have to be the logic for you to lean towards Tyron Smith, getting all of the reps right now at right tackle and preparing him to be your starter, it would have to be because of that, in my opinion. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it and uh, wondering what uh, we will remain wondering what will happen with the offensive line. But if, if I'm trying to make the case for Tyron Smith at right tackle, that's the path that I would take. Just not being sure about Trent Steele's health and betting on it being easier for him to be inserted at left guard than right tackle. But then even that is somewhat questionable because you could say, well, how is it easier for Steele to come in and play a different position that he has not played, right? Not an easy decision. Uh, the good news is that overall, these are good players that the Cowboys are using, at least on that starting sense. Like Tyron Smith is good. Terrence Steele is good. Tyler Smith has proven to be good as well. Sure, we don't necessarily know about Tyron Smith's health and about... Terrence Steele's health as well, but they're good players. So that's like the promising side of things. That being said, let me say hi to more people here in the chat. We've got John Jones. Thank you for joining uh, the stream. Thank you to Swain too for being here. Uh, Jerry Bright says, uh, wait, I missed something. Jerry Bright says, uh, keep up the good work. And then I, I, I'm not a coach, Jerry. Though I'm not a coach, Jerry. <laughs> Shout out to you, sir. Thank you for being here. Cowboys Nation says, chat, who wants to run a Madden game? Says Cowboys Nation. Oh, man, I would love to. I have not played Madden in a while. I played NCAA 14 more recently than I have played Madden. Because I, uh, maybe like a few months ago, I started playing NCAA 14 in an old play in an old PlayStation 3 that I found. Toxic Tom says, not going to lie, I have not played Madden since Brett Favre was in the cover, and that was Madden 09. Was it not? I think that it was Madden 09. The Guru says, still recovering from AZL, also has to learn a new offensive line position at left guard. Yeah, that's like, you know, that... That, that uh, counterpoint that we were going over a few moments ago, like that's a counterpoint that I would put on the table. Toxic Tom says, Mo, are you off soon for summer vacation? Got a summer reading list? I'm not sure yet. I'm looking into it, like personally, before looking at it, you know, beyond just me. Um, but at some point, yes, I would like to. And 
Yeah, I do have a reading list. <laughs> I do have a reading list. Yes, sir. I've got Smoking Joe, which is the life of Joe Fraser. I've got 24, which is about Willie Mays. And I've got I've got some other stuff in there. There's a book that I want to restart because I, I stopped reading it and I want to, you know, start it started from the beginning. And that's the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's a sci-fi book. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's definitely a huge reading list. I, I don't know if Toxic Tom said it sarcastically, <laughs> but the funny part was that, yes, I do. <laughs> I'm ready for it. Uh, let's see what I'm missing here. NCAA 14 was sweet. Double R says, Mo, your mom lets you play Madden. Yeah, yeah, it's not that violent. It's not that violent of a game. If it was GTA, maybe another thing. Nah, I'm just kidding. Anyways, moving on a little bit here to some other notes for from this important days, uh, day in OTAs. And by the way, we're going to save some stuff for Sunday. The Kelvin Joseph stuff we're going to save for Sunday. I think it's going to be an interesting conversation. I also think that Isaac Alarcon dropped a big nugget there that I want to get into. Essentially revealing that it was Dan Quinn who saved his career for at least one more year. Maybe not exactly, but he did talk about it. And he did say that, you know, Dan Queen was the one asking for that change. And I think that's interesting. But we'll save all of that for, for Sunday. Tonight, we'll stick on offense. And Mike McCarthy, one of the things that he said was a detail that should not be overlooked. This is for the football nerds. This is for, for the football nerds. He was asked if him taking over Kellen Moore's offense meant that Dak Prescott and company would have to learn a new language. And Mike McCarthy said that, no, that they're sticking with Dak's language is how they called it. So my question from me to you in the chat is, is that a big deal, small deal, or no deal in your opinion? And I will tell you why, spoiler alert, in my opinion, it's something that matters significantly. Uh, let me know in the chat what you got for me. Big deal, small deal, or no deal that the Cowboys are sticking with Dak Prescott's language on offense. And while you do that, and before I give you my full answer, let me talk to you about our friends. Oh, excuse me. Over at FreemanMazda.net. Because as always, they make this show possible. It is a family-owned business. Has been so for over 65 years and you can check out their dealership at Irving, Texas. You can also browse through their wide range of new and used vehicles over at the website. Now, in there, you can see the features of every car. You can see pictures of the outside and inside of every vehicle. And as we do around this time here on Prime Time, it is time for us to dive into the ride of the week. Final night for the new 2024 Mazda CX-90 Premium Hybrid Electric Vehicle here on Primetime 2.5 Premium Plus All-Wheel Drive. This one starts at $58,475. It's got all-wheel drive. It's got a Wi-Fi hotspot. It's got third-row seating and a sunroof, as well as rear air conditioning. You can check out the Premium Hybrid Electric Vehicle over at PremiumMazda.net, and you can check it out with all of its features and pictures on the site. There you go. Big deal, small deal, or no deal. 
for the Cowboys. Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. No deal says double R. Gregory says huge deal. Jeremy says big deal. Toxic Tom says, Mo, where is this DAC extension? I have been hearing should be done. It's been months and nothing. They are going to make this an ass pain and wait again. Hopefully not. Hopefully not. A uh, big deal for sure, says Katharina. Hopefully not, Toxic. And I'm, I'm going to go on record here. I'm going to start panicking once training camp comes. No, no, no. I mean, once the preseason. Once the preseason comes around and there is no deal, then I'm going to be in panic mode when it comes to Dak Prescott's extension. But uh, right now, not a panicking. Cowboys Nation says, not a big deal. I am more concerned on clock management. No deal, says Dwayne. No deal for... No, Gilbert said, big deal. I'm going to go with big deal. Drums and Cowboys also goes with big deal. Here's what I think. I think this is a right move by the Cowboys coaching staff. And I do believe it matters. This is a team that is not in rebuilding mode. This is a team that is going into 2023 having been a 12-win squad for back-to-back -back years. Not only that, but actually a pretty efficient offense. And we've talked about this before here on the show. It was not perfect. It was not clean, especially when it comes to the playoff performances that they put together against the San Francisco 49ers. But there's a reason why you were one of the most efficient squads in the NFL while Kellen Moore was offensive coordinator, there's a reason why you had uh, you were second in the NFL in yards and points, only behind the Kansas City Chiefs. There's a why, and and that's not saying that you know they shouldn't have moved on from Kellen Moore. That's a debate that we're gonna leave in the past for now. But it's not an offense that needs an overhaul, if that makes sense. And beyond that, it's not an offense that's gonna see a lot of new starters. Essentially, you're, you're adding Brandon Cooks into the equation, but C.D. Lamp and Michael Gallup are back for another rodeo. And, you know, Dalton Schultz is out of the picture, but you've got Jake Ferguson, and there's going to be a first-round rookie in there in Luke's Goodmaker, but Prescott is the same quarterback. Pollard is making a comeback, even if it's in a different role as the featured back, this time for real sis, if that makes sense. Uh, I think it's important for the coaches to say, we're not going to give these players a headache trying to change the language. Keep this in mind. It's not that the Cowboys are grabbing Kellen Moore's playbook. You know, the fact that McCarthy is running the offense nowadays, he's not going to grab Kellen Moore's playbook, going to burn it, and going to add another playbook with new plays in it. No, that's not happening. It's the same concepts. Eric Curiel and West Coast offenses and, you know, in this modern NFL, they all use the same concepts. It's all mixed and matched these days. But the language, how you teach the concepts, that part is different. How you communicate them is different. So I think that it's important for the Cowboys to not scrap all of that just for it to be easier for the coaches. It wouldn't make a lot of sense. It's better to make it easier on the players, in my opinion. So I think it's a big deal. You know, Dak Prescott is in win-now mode. The Cowboys are in a win-now mode. It's not the time to really come in and 
try to rebuild the entire thing. And McCarthy talked about it on the presser. That's where he confirmed that, you know, the Cowboys are keeping Dak's language in there. But he also said that they're, and I think it's interesting, it's maybe a little bit too philosophical, but he said it's the evolution from 2021 to 2022 that we are trying to build off of. That's a very different message than, oh, I'm going to come in and I'm going to install my 2009 Packers offense in here or my 2012 Packers offense in here. It's essentially, oh, we're more than less taking what Kellen Moore did. And maybe the philosophy behind it is what really changes. You guys have heard about this. Maybe fewer choice routes, maybe fewer stop routes. And we're going to see more slants. We might see more drags. We're going to see players on the move, targets on the move. And that's going to be maybe the fun part of it. That's going to be fresh. And that's going to be something different that we're seeing on the TV when the offense is on the field. The guru says, will it be McCarthy's scheme or Schottenheimer's scheme? It will be McCarthy's scheme. It will be. You know, Schottenheimer is there to help facilitate it. But, it did, but this is McCarthy's offense, 100%. That's what the Cowboys are betting on. And that's where, what they're getting in this combination. Not to say that Schottenheimer is not important. He obviously will be. But he's not going to be the offensive architect of the team. That's going to be McCarthy. Gregory says that uh, he thinks they will lean on the screenplays and runs outside. Catherine says that I'm glad that they moved from Kellen Moore most definitely. I hope they change it up a little when we play the Chargers, though. Toxic Tom says, I think that the best part about this whole is that it will be a, a harmonious offense. I think that I pronounced that right. Uh, especially with the coaching staff, not a collection of parts, but one machine. And, you know, McCarthy talked about this a little bit. And I loved it. You know, this is coach speak. At the end of the day, every coach probably says, says the same. But I also think that it matters that coaching is teaching at the end of the day. And McCarthy talked about PCP, play call purpose, today on the presser. And essentially... He's saying, we're not teaching the players the plays and the concepts and the names of, that, of those concepts, but we are explaining when it would be called, in what type of situations, what we're aiming for in each play, you know, the purpose of the play call. And as someone that loves taking notes, as someone that is, you know, a self-proclaimed nerd, I, I love that philosophy of, teaching and learning, right? One thing is to understand the math problem or the, the math formula, but another is to actually understand why you're doing it on the same in, in the first place. I think that's always been a very important part of any learning process. And I will say this, McCarthy, by the scouting community and the coaching community, and there was a Twitter thread about this not that long ago by The Honest NFL, McCarthy is very detailed when it comes to his installs. Maybe we can run through one of them. I've got the Packers 2012 installs. Maybe we could do that at one point here on Prime Time. So you can see the slides. I, I think that I teached, I not teached it. I, I think that I showed it once here on the show. And we could get into the details of it 
like the amount of information that is on every one of those slides for each player is pretty crazy. You know, McCarthy really gets into the weeds of things. And that is a positive. That is a positive for the Cowboys. You know, in coaching, it's always been about attention to detail. I think it's going to be fun if we do that. Uh, but that would be a show that would require quite a certain amount, quite a certain amount, excuse me, of preparation. Uh, Cowboys Nation says, Imaudi, I feel like Coach Mike will use a lot of motion, like the LA Rams, Kansas City style. That is interesting. I would have to really do some research as to, you know, their motion rates and everything when he was at Green Bay. Hopefully, I would like to see more motion. I always, I'm always up for some motion in the modern NFL. Toxic Tom says the last coaching staff was like a car that had nice parts. But if you have a Ford and you are using a Honda and Chevy parts, yeah, it will run, but not well. Certainly, certainly not as well as a Freeman Mazda, right? Not as well as a Freeman Mazda, Toxic Tom. You're, you're definitely right. This current coaching staff will be the, the Freeman Mazda of coaching staff. I, I, I agree to that. I will agree to that. Katharina says amen to that. It's our year most definitely. Uh, let's see here. Factor says, how do you like Brandon Cooks? Oh, I'm excited about it. And, and this is a perfect transition into the next topic. Brandon Cooks, in my opinion, is going to be the number two of the offense. It's going to be kind of like a different pecking order for the Cowboys here. Because last year, maybe it was CeeDee Lamb number one. I mean, it definitely was CeeDee Lamb, the number one guy. And then the number two target for Dak Prescott at times felt like it was Dalton Schultz, not Gallup. Not Noah Brown. It was Schultz. Now, even though we're excited about Jake Ferguson, and even though we're excited about Luke Schoonmaker, I wonder if one of those two really steps up to become the number two on offense. Yes, the tight end will always be like this super reliable pass catcher that you can easily target and that can give you all of those gains underneath. But I do think that we might see a little bit of a shift because the talent will be there at wide receiver. Brandon Cooks is a very legit wideout. And I think it's interesting because he is going to be playing on the outside most of the time. That's what Brandon Cooks does. He wins on the outside with speed, with refined route running. That's what he does. Even though he's small, he plays on the outside. He looks like a slot receiver. He's not a slot receiver. And... Today, in the presser, Mike McCarthy talked about Michael Gallup's future. First and foremost, let's say it it is OTAs. So, yes, it is that time of the year in which every player fresh off of an injured season is going to tell you that I feel better than ever. I feel super good. Last year, I was not myself, blah, blah, blah. But it's a reality that Michael Gallup, at this stage last year, could not walk. We saw pictures of him in crutches <clears throat> early in the offseason. That is a fact. You know, that uh, let's not go by the quotes. Let's not go by the opinions. Let's not go by the I feel better than ever uh, headlines. Let's go by the fact that at this point last year, he was not out there running on the field. Right now, he is. Right now, he is doing that. And if Gallup is healthier 
and you already have a guy that is more likely to take on that outside role, you might get to see a more versatile Gallup. And Mike McCarthy talked about it today. He said that the Cowboys are going to look at Michael Gallup inside more than they had done before. I think that part is interesting. As opposed to, you know, the health stuff, etc. Sure, Gallup is supposed to be healthier this year. There is no questioning that. But I was more intrigued about potentially seeing Michael Gallup more time in this lot. Let me get you some numbers here really quickly. I'm loading up PFF as quickly as I can. And I will say that I don't think that Gallup has spent a lot of time in the in the slot. Let's see. I'm trying to I'm trying to get his career here. I don't think that I will be able to. What if I go backwards here? Last year, for example, 50 snaps in the slot, 687 as a wideout receiver. As you can see, simply not uh, not a slot receiver, right? Oh man, I'm trying to find this these uh, numbers really quickly here. Twenty. Let's go to twenty. Uh, 2018 for 2019. I think it's it's the big season for him. Uh, 70 96 snaps in the slot versus 748 out wide in 2019. In 2020, 951 snaps out wide, 53 in the slot. So these are overwhelming numbers for Michael Gallup out wide. He has not been a slot receiver, not full time nor part time for him. We might see him in this lot this time around, though. And I thought that was pretty interesting. I thought that it's also not entirely a Michael Gallup decision, but a C.D. Lamb decision. Because if you're gonna, if you're getting the best version of Brandon Cooks outside, and you're getting the best version of Michael Gallup outside, then it probably means C.D. Lamb's movement is a little bit restricted. Because, yes, he thrives in this lot, but you could also benefit from breaking those rules a little bit and being able to play him outside as well. And if you're getting Michael Gallup involved with some slot assignments, then that means CD Lamb can also be this chess piece and that you can also line him out wide more often because Gallup is a tread inside. So I like that the Cowboys are at the very least experimenting with it. Will it work? Who knows? Does Michael Gallup have the route running? To survive inside, we'll find out. Certainly, what has made Gallup so good, I mean, when he's healthy or when he has had those healthy seasons, because I know that, you know, it's been a rocky career lately, is the fact that he's got the size and that he's got the ability to win 50-50 and make spectacular catches, especially when high-pointing the ball, right? And we've seen the fantastic toe drag catches and all of that. I, I'm not sure if Michael Gallup would thrive in this lot. I'm not sure if he has that type of route running. But if he does and he's enough of a threat, then the Cowboys will benefit a lot from being able to move CeeDee Lamb around most of the time in 2023. That's why I like the decision to look into it. I'm very excited about it. I'm very excited about it.
Let's see what you guys have to say in the chat. Uh, Raheem says, Gallup does not have good speed or route running. Does not seem like a good fit for him in the slot at all, says Raheem. But also, you got to find out, man. You, you got to find out, in my opinion. Even if it's not a full-time role, which I don't believe it is, I think that it will still be Michael Gallup being the X receiver most of the time. Maybe you could bump up those percentages a little bit for him in the slot if it means moving CD around. I'm very, I'm very intrigued by that decision. I'm very intrigued by it. Uh, Big says Gallup has the build and hands to catch some quick passes in the slot, but if they can use no three different places, that will be scary. I hate a predictable offense. And that is true. Like, you know, in the slot, you can win... Ideally, you've got the route running because you need to get in and out of those cuts. But you can also manufacture touches for those guys. And if you can do that for Gallup in situations that help CD get open as well, it could be very beneficial for the offense. I do agree with what Big says. I think that the Cowboys should actively seek a way for... CD Lamb not to get restricted to the slot. And I think that finding ways to incorporate Gallup to the slot is a direct way to do that. So I think it's smart. I think it's smart. And of course, Gallup has to prove that he can bring something to the table at that particular position. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that will be it for this Thursday show. And since it is Thursday, that means that we are off for the weekend. And I will see you on Sunday night here on ADC Sports Dallas Prime Time. We will talk a little, a little bit about Kelvin Joseph and him testing out a new position in order to potentially avoid a bleak outlook. I thought that was pretty interesting. We'll talk about that on the show on Sunday and, of course, a little bit more stuff. Thank you for joining the show tonight. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Do me another favor. Enjoy your weekend. Hope that you guys have a fantastic Friday, fantastic Saturday, and Sunday. Thanks so much for tuning in. Thank you, Toxic Tom. Thank you to Katharina, Double R, Darren, Swain, everyone who tuned into the show tonight. I appreciate you, and I will see you on Sunday. Once more, though, Prime Time brought to you by our friends over at Prim and Mazda. Make sure you check them out on their website. Bye-bye.